0: Podcast time!
1: Woo! Woo!
0: It's ready. Happy Monday! Should we change the song okay. soon? I
1: think
0: we should. Okay. It's been it's been a while it's with this song. Old something. hat? Is that what they say? Is it old hat?
1: Woo! We have to have something that we can woo or war
0: <laughs> something with a W. Definitely. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, guys. From AM to PM, I am AM
1: and I am PM.
0: We are your podcast hosts. <laughs> so we've got a lot of questions uh, recently on specific topics. Priscilla even put, you put a post on Facebook?
1: I did, yeah, on my Still is Stuff and Things um, page. A little shameless plug there. Um, but it's fun to post things and, like, ask questions. Like, and... what do
0: you guys want us to talk about? Yeah. But somebody had asked, this was actually, I, I don't remember they asked in that thread or it was unrelated, it doesn't matter. But they asked about uh, jobs, like side hustle like the, 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 what have you what have you guys not done was and i right. was like oh that'd be a good topic it would be yeah so cuz we've done a lot we've done a lot you know a lot of stuff like you know we were w2 employees right like we got you know, on We've the payroll. been in the
1: corporate world. Yeah,
0: I've done a lot of that. Um, I was in the Coast Guard when we first met. Yeah. Right? Priscilla's first job after married.
1: Was Lum's Auto Center as a
0: title clerk. In Astoria, Oregon. Yeah. Shout out Lum's. Yeah. If they're still there, I have no idea. I have no idea. Years Toyota
1: ago. dealership.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was obviously, you know, going to the Coast Guard. I had family members in the Coast Guard. I didn't want to do college anymore. That's why. I was like, I don't want to have debt. I want to get out and start working. Little did I know how little the <laughs> the military paid. <laughs> Holy crap.
1: And you have to tell them what you were going to college for.
0: So I was in pre-seminary. <laughs> um, I went to Bible college. I was going to be a preacher. I was going to be a shepherd of man. Shocking, yeah, and, I know.
1: I, and, you know, like, you're an awesome human. Thanks. I just can't see you as a preacher.
0: That's like... Thanks.
1: I mean... What's your other job that I could totally see you doing? Not like that, it's, awesome. No, I'm not saying <laughs> that you're human. not awesome enough. Hey, there's some there's some shady. Priscilla,
0: <laughs> there's some shady. Priscilla was going to be a maritime uh, captain. captain. Yeah, she wanted to be a ship captain
1: of a cruise ship. Yeah. That is so not my personality. You went to a
0: a job fair or a school fair type of deal?
1: So they, no, the ship, um, the Massachusetts Maritime Academy ship pulled into Guantanamo Bay. Oh. And I fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. My mom's like, that's a terrible idea. You do not want to do that. That is not your personality. I'm like, I'm doing it. So,
0: Massachusetts Maritime Academy, if you're not familiar, is boot camp. I mean, it is like paid. I've been to boot camp and I saw the videos of Massachusetts Maritime and and I'm like, that's boot camp. That's legit. Hey Ab, we got a little bit of chaos going here. Abby's out of school. They're doing construction next door. Uh, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm. Nala keeps wanting to jump from the buffet to the table that we're sitting at, so it's a little <laughs> it's a little crazy around yeah. here. But yeah, so she went through that. She was like, "Not for me.
1: Not for me at all." I did my first semester. Then we were getting ready to go out to sea, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm cut out to do this." So I ended up um, choosing to go a different route in yeah. life, and that's okay.
0: So after after post coast guard, you know, we did. Uh, I was a mechanic. A lot of you guys know that I was a mechanic. So I worked for a Honda dealership, Honda certified tech.
1: And I was working at um, Lowe's as the. I was in the customer service training program there when I was pregnant with Abigail. Um, and then once we had Abigail,
0: she worked I until still, the day before
1: mm-hmm. her, and then I went, it was
0: a scheduled C-section. So yeah. the day before she was,
1: and then I went back after, because that's when your mom was watching, Ab. Yeah. but then we decided to move to Florida Yeah. for jobs because we needed better jobs.
0: Right. Yeah. It, lots of opportunity here. Uh, specifically the port, we moved here for the port. Um, mm-hmm. again, still a mechanic. I was working on, um, um, You know, big diesel-powered forklifts and And I was a checker. Yeah.
1: So it was pretty crazy, you know, just checking in trucks, like over-the-road trucks.
0: We worked at the same place. We rarely saw each other except for lunch.
1: Yeah. It was crazy.
0: And a lot of times we didn't have the same lunch break. Right. So we wouldn't see each other at all. So
1: you left there. I don't remember how long you stayed there, but I was there for five years. I was there one year. Okay. Yeah. So I actually moved away from being a checker and became a um, manager of a warehouse, of the barge that goes to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, for our military members, which was so cool because that's where Asa and I met. So, yeah. and like I grew up, you know, it's on the barge. Like, I think where Priscilla is it?
0: Gained a lot of experience um, from management at between Lowe's and yeah. just working in, you know, kind of realizing what you do and don't want to do. Right, you know, yeah, for a job, exactly. So, um, yeah, so we've had, like I said, we've had a lot of core I, I worked for several. As a mechanic in several different places, um, I was in charge of myself. That was the best job ever. I was the one place I was actually in charge of myself. I didn't really have a boss. Uh, was when I worked for a golf course construction company. I ran the shop that maintained um, excavators and off-road dump trucks and all you know skid steers, all of our equipment. Um, I ran that shop, and that was the best job because it had like not freedom as like time, but like because I was working seventy plus hours a week. But freedom as far as, like, I could do the job how I thought the job needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So they called me the 90-day man.
1: Yeah. Well, and you were really good at the um, construction, the golf course construction company. Yeah. Like, you were good at that job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was you it. Was loved a good fit for me. It. Yeah. I could, you know, I I created service plans for all the machines. Like, it was a lot of administrative stuff plus the hands-on mechanic stuff it was kind of like being my own boss, but someone else was writing the paycheck, but it was the closest thing I had done to like true entrepreneurship as far as creating something. They didn't have a service plan for anything or, you know, they didn't have anything set up. I created the shop there and it was really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was kind of my first like taste of, Oh, this is what it's like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the only difference was your own failures. Like when you work for somebody else, if you fail at something, it's not, it doesn't, impact you it impacts the business right that's the biggest difference but yeah that was kind of our first day so it was a great job again it was really long hours so that sucked because i did not see the family very much.
1: well and that was a hard time because that's when we were getting abigail diagnosed yeah um that's when she started early steps so i was working full-time and doing all of that at the same time so that became overwhelming
0: like if you guys ever have any florida specific questions on like steps to take or who to talk to now a lot has changed yeah. in in 15 years but um you know priscilla would be the person to ask those questions to because she did she did everything as far as children go and abigail and uh getting the right things in place you know she was in charge of that 100 percent. so um, i was just you know i was working ridiculous hours mm-hmm. um but, yeah, so we, we really got into our entrepreneurial thing. So we did, like, the stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad thing off and on. Uh, we were finding a really hard time, finding it really hard to find childcare for Abigail. She was yeah. too old and had too high of needs um, for a lot of these programs. So we're, that's where we were struggling. So we tried to do the stay-at-home thing. One income was very difficult. Right. You know, we were paying for therapy out of pocket. You know, we were paying $75 an hour uh, for ABA to get as much as we could afford um, which is very little right you know
1: because this is before insurance ever even um you know paid for ABA therapy right. at all yeah way back there was that. no mandates for it
0: yeah so that was that was uh, a real struggle for us and and like okay we need to supplement this income somehow I actually started working on equipment um, out of our garage like a little side hustle you know I put my name out there I started making business cards stuff like that um we got i got in trouble for it i kept it real real quiet on the down low i keep the garage door shut you know and have people pull up drop stuff off leave like i didn't want you know i didn't want any trouble somebody called you know homeowners association said hey you can't be doing this and i was like like are you running a shop out of your garage and it wasn't like a full-blown shop i just had a lift bench my toolbox like i was just i was trying to keep it real low-key i didn't have machines lined up outside it was like one at a time in the garage, just trying to make it, you know, an extra dollar so that I could pay for Abby's therapy. And someone called, which it's in the rules. It's not their fault. They weren't being a jerk. It's my fault. You know, I broke the rules. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll open my own shop. Well,
1: that's the time I was like, okay, so either go get a nine to five for someone else, or we're going to open a shop.
0: Right. So that's when the first little spark of it Yep. Happened. I did end up finding a nine to five, yep. right? I went, got a job, running a shop for another guy, and uh, I told her and I, I was like, uh, there was some, some values that I did not follow. So I was like, I was like I can't do this, babe. I can't. So I called her, and I said,
1: I'm at the grocery I said, with Abigail I, I'm like, doing therapy. I have therapy. to
0: quit. <laughs> like I, I can't keep doing this. I need to open my own shop. She's like, Asa, then just do it. Just open your own shop. Stop talking about it and do it. So I called back um 30 minutes later. I said, okay, I did it. And she's like, I didn't mean today. Like what? <laughs> I went to went to the boss and said, I said, listen, man, what do you need me to do before I leave? Because I, I don't I can't do this. And uh he's like, you know, we need that tractor fix and I need you to update me on everything we got going on. And I did it. And
1: uh Y'all, this man. <laughs> oh.
0: So I quit. Um
1: Yeah. He quit. Yep.
0: Yeah. Started started doing our own thing. We opened a shop up. Um we had a playroom in the back for the kids. Yeah. Uh, we were we called it AMP equipment services because we didn't know what kind of equipment. This is a general term. We didn't know if we were gonna work on, you know, diesel machinery, if I was gonna be working on motorcycles, if we were gonna be working on refrigerators. I had no idea. I had experience in a lot of things and uh formal training, a lot of things. So that's what we did. And Priscilla's like, Okay, Here we go. She's always been along for the ride on all these crazy things. We cashed in her 401k. Yep. We took a risk. We opened our business. And like I said, playroom in the back, we'd be there until 2 a.m. The kids would be sleeping. We had a bed back there, you know, in the back office, TV and all that bunch of toys and stuff. Isaiah had a video game console. They would come there after school and hang out. Um, you know, Priscilla would be working the front counter. I'd be in the back turning of wrenches. That business grew. We like uh, your
1: true. Like, how crazy is it? It's like your true 1960s mom and pop. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: kids. I mean, Isaiah would stand at the front counter and talk to customers. Yeah. If, if Priscilla was in the back helping with something. The,
1: the place that you worked at in North Carolina was exactly like yeah. that. You know, and so yeah, it the was owner's such, daughter would come yeah. in.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. so
1: cool, and Isaiah has some great memories from yeah. there. You know, so. Um, Abby I know was some obsessed people...
0: with what what's the penguin movie, happy
1: oh, feet, happy feet. Oh, I watched
0: happy feet <laughs> 5,000 times. So Isaiah knows every word to every song in happy feet <laughs> to this day. Yeah. It's so funny,
1: but it was a true family business and yeah. our kids grew up watching mom and dad hustle
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, like, and we.
0: but you know, we eat dinner together every night. Yep. We, even on the late nights, we eat dinner yep. together every night. Like we were, we were with each other, um, you know, Abby, oh, I have so many memories of and pictures of, like, Abby sitting on a zero-turn mower with me going out testing a machine or doing, like, an ATV. <laughs> that was
1: her favorite part. She
0: loved test rides. Yeah. She did every test ride. So to this day, she still gets super excited about, like, the sound of a motorcycle going by. Yeah. It's all amped up, I think. It was just because it was part of her childhood.
1: I so. always joke that her boyfriend's going to have He's going to be a biker. biker guy. So, yeah, so we did that. And then – um, once the kids got older, like Isaiah was in high school, we were still doing this, right? Or middle school, maybe. I think middle school.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so obviously, I would be driving well, we had kids had the shop around. for eight
0: years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would be driving kids back and forth. We. I would be doing therapies with them while you were working. Yeah. Um, and then once we got into where both of the kids were in school all day long, I decided I was going to go work for Shipped. Yeah. Because you were able to work the front counter. We had employees at the shop, and I was like, I really want to go do this. Like, I want a grocery shop for people. So I did it for, like, two years. Loved it. I mean, we started vlogging then, so we were vlogging and I was shifting. And I loved it. Um, It just, like, was effortless, but I got to help people. I would take flowers to people. It was just fun. Yeah. But you have done so many things in between.
0: Yeah, and that's I was gonna ask you what what were your side hustle? Like what is your side hustle? Or do you have a side yeah. hustle? Do you want a side hustle? I think it's such a cool thing. And it's nowadays it's such a big deal. Like there is YouTube channels dedicated to like side hustle ideas. You know? Right. Like they're everybody's looking for a side hustle, make ends meet, doing extra little things here. Lots of ship shoppers and like
1: Jewelry you know, food delivery making. people
0: and, and one of Priscilla's friends does the the cups with the resin. Tumblers. Yeah. Tumbl- yeah, the tumblers with the resin and like the roller thingy and like everybody's got something they're doing, oh I feel gosh. like. Oh my gosh,
1: all these ladies have crickets. Yeah. They can vinyl anything.
0: Anything you have. All these Etsy stores out there. Yep. So let's see, we we uh Oh, well at one point we bought a landscaping company. Oh yeah. We bought an account or we bought an equip all the equipment, a trailer full of equipment. And all the accounts yep. that came with it for $5,000 bought it all.
1: So we were closed on Mondays at the shop.
0: Yeah. Motorcycle shops are traditionally closed on Mondays.
1: Yep. So we would go take the kids to school and Asa and I would go out and cut grass all day until they got out of school. Yep.
0: We could typically knock out like eight to 10 yards yep. in one day. So like we had one customer, uh, she flips houses. So that those are mobile and go. It's it's what that you know is you go in you cut it you blow everything off you trim if needed you did not trim every time and then you go on to the next place you just you just knocking them out one way right after the other driving all over town hitting all these properties uh, but man we oh I have some memories there it's Priscilla <laughs> I had a I had a walk behind a commercial grade walk behind it it has a small deck so it would fit into the back gates right mm-hmm. of properties uh, so I, I would be out front on the big walk behind the big the big okay, forty eight break okay sorry. The big 48-inch walk-behinds, you know, cut in the front. And I look, <laughs> look in the backyard, and this, this mower that Priscilla had would do, you know, if you're, like, low speed on it, was, like, eight miles an hour. That's fast <laughs> going around corners. Uh, her, and she's got, like, her feet up in the air. I swear she was like Superman behind this mower. But um, And then she'd get in the truck, and I'll never forget it to this day. Like, Priscilla, you guys know Priscilla. She's she's um She's a princess. You know, she's a princess. She gets in the truck, and the look on her face, because she wanted to use the backpack blower. She wanted to try that out. I give her the backpack blower, get her going and everything. She gets in the truck, and there's just lines of dirt in, like, every crevice of her body. And she is miserable. And I was like, okay. I can't do this on my own. And um, I feel like she doesn't care for this a whole lot. And I, I'm not going to hire somebody else. So I, I think it's time... move on but it was a great lesson for us not a bad lesson not it was it was good it was good work it was you know good money like you know i wanted to buy a landscaping business and so we did and then we and then we sold it (laughs) we sold off all the equipment sold off the accounts and got (laughs) out of that um some of it some of the stuff happened by accident some of the stuff happened by necessity abby was had just gotten into communicating with her ipad yeah right and uh, she was breaking screens on them regularly enough that I needed to learn how to fix the screens. I didn't want to pay someone else to do that, so went on YouTube, learned how to do that, and uh, next thing you know, I was repairing iPad screens for her. Well, then friends of kids with autism found out that I could repair iPad screens
1: way cheaper than what.
0: Yeah, well, I would just charge them for the screen, right? Like, here's a screen I got off of Amazon, you know, twenty bucks. Here's your iPad screen, right? Here's your fresh iPad. So I started doing that, and I never charged any any parents on right. it. I was I wasn't gonna charge parents on it. You know, I was like, this life's hard enough. You know what I mean? Just give me the money for the screen, and we're good. Because I yeah. would order the screen for them. But then then I was like, oh, I can do iPhones too. So I started replacing screens on phones. So so then I had iMobile Jacks <laughs> was on that business card. Um, I had, people would come
1: to our motorcycle shop they come to the motorcycle drop shop off their they phones. They'd get there and be like,
0: is this a phone repair? I'm <laughs> like, yeah. So I had a, I had a station set up in the back office with a full, like the, I can't tool remember what it's called, kit. like the heating doohickey to heat the glue off of the screen and like full toolkit. I had, you know, I had everything set up to, to replace screens on things. I did lots of phones, lots of iPads. You know it was it was good yeah it was good stuff so um, then
1: we discovered ebay yeah <laughs> and we found this lady who kept selling um lots well we've
0: gotten i've been an ebay hustler for a minute let me tell you i this i knew i knew would i come would come
1: home with 10 boxes of phone cases y'all
0: i knew a guy
1: <laughs> Like we still might have. Someone. I bet you I have
0: a box of phone cases somewhere. I knew a guy. He would. I knew he a guy. so if you go to Sprint, AT and T, T Mobile, whatever. So they literally put the phone cases on older phone from older phones in the boxes, and they put them in the back. Then they throw them in the dumpster. Boxes of phone cases. I knew a guy that worked at Sprint. I think I I met him on Craigslist. I yeah. met him from Craigslist. Say hey, I'm selling. It was legit. He's like I'm, you know, selling. A, he bought. He sold a lot, a whole box of phone cases, so like
1: thirty five dollars or yeah, something. It yeah. was crazy. So
0: I'd go buy boxes of phone cases for him, and I'd list them all on eBay. You know, so I'm making twenty, thirty dollars per phone. We are literally
1: case. driving around Jacksonville, meeting these sketchy people in sketchy parking lots, selling phone cases
0: and phones because I would buy phones, fix them, and flip them.
1: Or you could get the code or whatever the ones that were unlocked. Yeah. Oh, unlocked yeah. phones, y'all. Yeah. That. There's a big, I don't know if it's still like that, but there was a big hustle for unlocked phones.
0: Yeah, I could get a phone, unlock it.
1: We spent so many hours. All
0: in the up and up, all legit, Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't have a business license for this phone hustle, but, you know, I, it wasn't like stolen phones or anything like that. We
1: spent so many hours in the AT&T store getting new SIM cards and getting codes to unlock
0: all the things. I purchased.
1: They knew him. By first
0: name, I would either purchase or be gifted lawn tractors.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Like one summer, I bet. I mean, I we cleared we cleared a few thousand dollars off of that. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'd have like a a customer, lawnmower customer, because um, we worked on mowers too. I'd have a. You know, equipment customers he like, hey, I got this lawnmower. I bought this new one that I'm gonna get to change oil on, but I got this old one in the garage if you want it. I was like, sure, I go get it. Well, I had access to cheap parts, you know, inexpensive parts, because I had accounts, obviously, so I could, you know, with parts suppliers, uh, so I could get all my parts for all this equipment. So I didn't have a lot in the machine, but I would fix them up to where they're really nice mm-hmm. and then flip them. And, you know, I I'd get a free lawn tractor and then flip it for six or seven hundred bucks or you know give a guy 50 bucks for a broke down lawnmower or uh, chainsaw swap swap the engine out of it with it with another one that had a rusted out deck and uh you know and turn two into one and you know sell it for 500 bucks so yeah it was constant i was constantly flipping stuff i'd have customers abandon things at the shop like hey man i'm not gonna put that much money in to fix it to them it wasn't worth it but to me it's my labor and my parts so it's less expensive so you know i would I'd fix stuff up and put it for sale tag on it. I was flipping equipment like nobody's business. My
1: mom's like, you never have to worry about going hungry, being married to Asa Moss. I'm like, I know.
0: I was uh, I was always hustling.
1: He's a hustler.
0: I <laughs> just had that side side thing going on. Uh, Oh, my gosh. The weirdest one. The lady with the toys. Y'all. <laughs> so that's... how did we find that?
1: I think it was on Craigslist. She had all this stuff listed, and we like looked it up, and we were like, "It's brand new in the box. Yeah, we can flip this on eBay."
0: So this was like a. So we would. S- buy this stuff from came from Craigslist, a school.
1: but we would buy from Craigslist because it's way cheaper. Yeah. And it's local, and then we would flip it on eBay.
0: And okay, so there, it's such a, it's actually a complex economy when it comes to flipping. You have like storage units right abandoned storage unit storage unit gets auctioned off person that buys the storage unit then sells the stuff that's in the storage unit. If they don't sell them, if they're, they don't want to put the time in to sell them individually, they sell them in bulk amounts. If it's bulk type items like these toys, boxes and boxes of toys. We figured it was like from a preschool or something like that. we were
1: learning lots toys. of
0: developmental and learning yeah. educational toys still in the packaging. Yeah. We sold, we gave a bunch away to like schools and stuff um, we sold a bunch on eBay, like to Abby school, like we gave them stuff, you know, uh, we sold a bunch on eBay, but yeah, we were like flipping educational toys. Like it was, it was crazy. Like, cause, and I just stumbled upon it because I was always looking on Craigslist for things that I could, that I could flip. But I was doing like the yard sale flip thing way before Gary V made it cool, like way before, <laughs> Uh yeah that that was the thing we did uh we we dabbled in the storage unit we never bought one did we no we would go we never uh, like uh, auction
1: it's too like I don't know it's intimidating
0: it is intimidating and I didn't I didn't my first venture into it I didn't want to lose my butt on something yeah um and and a lot of those guys are pretty experienced yeah like it's not like you see on TV on storage wars but. They were pretty exper- experienced in that, and I was—I was like, I don't I even know. I remember you look also
1: for. did boat repair at one point. Oh yeah, mobile I, had, boat I had a
0: mobile boat, boat. boat repair business. Yeah, <laughs> I had a laptop stand in my truck. I would go around. I had a printer in my truck. I'd go around. I—I I was, you know, this is back before like you didn't just have like let me email you your invoice. It was before that, so I was literally printing off people's invoices. I would go to their house, and because uh, I was a mechanic in the coast guard mm-hmm. so but i was always looking for something some edge up i always had this business idea of like you know i wanted to be out of my own that's a lot of the stuff i did while i was working for other people as well right so like on the weekends i would do the mobile boat repair yeah. and i would go out you know it, it people pay a lot of money for you to come to their house and change their oil i i did that while i was working for the john deere dealership yeah because i learned because at the john deere dealership i was the mobile guy yeah sorry
1: you're tapping along. Sorry.
0: I was a mobile guy for the John Deere dealership, um, and I was like, man, people pay a lot of money for you to come to them.
1: It's a convenience. And, and I'm not you know? I'm not
0: going to undercut the company I work for, so I was like, I can do boats? Yeah. I'm, um, you know, I was certified as a marine mechanic, so I was like, I can do boats. So uh, that's what I started doing. That was that was crazy. People yeah. pay all kinds of stuff. Like, oil change? That much? Yeah, I don't even remember what it was, but it was wild. But yeah, we've always had. So this
1: is how we've gotten to where we're at today. And this is why we have like 10 different things going on at one time.
0: Never stop going.
1: Yeah, this has been our life for 21 years. Like, it's not new.
0: And we're still doing it. I think the scale has just changed now. Yeah. You know, we are. And
1: it looks different.
0: It does look different. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it's online now.
1: Well, so Lime Life, I started when we saw them. did we saw the motorcycle shop? No no um but i started it just as like a side thing for me to do for me yeah and it's now become full-time for
0: me right
1: but it started as a a, you know
0: yeah
1: side hustle for me
0: well that's you know now it's so different because now it's like oh you have like affiliate links you know for things and you have you have like all these add-ons that you do you know and all of them are time consuming you have to put time into everything oh yeah you know it's 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 it's, we go all day long but the you know, it just looks different, but now we're you know we're looking off into different areas. You know, we started a business, we opened Selfie World, mm-hmm. completely unrelated. Like it's in the same genre of social media, I guess, because people go there right. and they post to social media. Other than that, it's yeah. not related at all to our online presence, right? right? No relation. But then, uh, but you know, like we're we're doing real estate now, and that's well, that's completely unrelated. You know, right. so now we're I'm I'm a I have an obsessive personality, so I get, like, I want to know everything about everything, so I get deep into stuff. But, yeah. So that's our next venture. Yeah, so it's all the same thing. It just looks different. Yep. You know? Not repairing phone screens anymore.
1: But we have to know, like, do you guys do? Are you just, like, a nine-to-five? Do you want to add, you know, what is the saying that millionaires have to have seven different sources of income?
0: Not have to, but but most, most. have, most uh, millionaires have seven Um, earned millionaires yeah not not obviously inherited but have uh seven forms of income yeah so there you go yep
1: count how many drop down in the comments how many (laughs) sources of income you have
0: well and sometimes it's just about like you go to work for somebody right you're trading dollars for time you're giving them your time the one resource you can never get back and sometimes people just want something for themselves, mm-hmm. something they have complete control over. Something like if they're, they're going to take a day off, they're going to take the day off, and nobody's going to tell them no, you know. Or, or maybe it's just you know you want to create something with your own hands that's you and has your name on it. And I think sometimes it's just that too, yeah. You know, some people do it but don't get paid for it. It's just a hobby, you know. Right. But it's the same thing. I feel like, you know, definitely the same thing. My hobbies have always been like trying to. I think it all started with paying for therapy for Abby. Yeah. That's where it started. I started working on the garage, trying to make that income to pay you that $75 an hour when it was all out of pocket for Abigail. And it kind of went from there. Like, it was all, you know, it was like, okay, I I see what can be done here. Mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed the heck out of it. Yep. I, I had, the, you know, like professional shop in my garage. Like, I had it all set up, business cards and yep. printing off invoices.
1: The, the, um... <laughs> the magnets for the size of the car yeah. from Vistaprint.
0: Yeah, Vistaprint magnets.
1: <laughs> black and gray and white.
0: Yeah, black and gray and white because the full color was expensive. Yes. Full color was at least twelve dollars more. <laughs> so we went for the monochrome.
1: Yeah. We've been through <sighs> we've been through some things. We got some stories. Yeah. Like yep. but it's been fun.
0: And now we get to have opportunities because of what we've done and how hard we've worked. Like Working with a local sports organization on sponsoring um, a a, a sensory room for an for a more inclusive environment. Yeah, like we're gonna build a sensory room in a public venue.
1: Be a part of that,
0: and that's gonna be rad. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. So so cool. Kind of you know we can make an impact in uh, in our community because of what we've done. And I'm really proud of that, but yep. also really proud to take care of our family and just make money so that we can do things, you know, right. and, and live a good life and whatever, you know? Well,
1: and and that's a big thing that, um, I have come to the realization that people look at money as being evil and it's not money no, totally. is not evil. It's what you do with it. Right. It's yeah. definitely what you do with it. Yeah. So don't hate on people because they make money. Like if your friends are making more than you, it's okay. It just means they're at a different chapter in life than you are. Yeah.
0: And if you, you know, feel like it's unfair, go get some. Yep. They print it every day.
1: Yep. There's plenty um, out there.
0: There is this, there is this falsehood that that has been created uh that, that there's a shortage of money as in like if one person have it has it, then another person doesn't. Look it up. If you you know, if you disagree, please go look it up. It's just not it's, it's false. It's just not how it works. There's, there is no limit because we just keep printing it. Now that's not good for our economy, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, this is, you know, what I'm telling you is go get it. There's, it's out there, obviously, you know, you post a video on YouTube and these advertisers put these ads on a video and all of a sudden you're making money just for posting a video that you would have posted anyway. That's what it was like for us in the beginning right? on YouTube. We're like, Oh, well, they, they pay. When I first discovered YouTube, I'm like, people get paid for this? <laughs> like, they make these videos, and then they get paid. And it blew my mind. Right. I was like, oh. And then when you learn about the creator economy, you're like, okay, it makes more sense now. Like, I get it. I mean, you're obviously, you're you know, providing a service. But you a, a do have and... to
1: put in the work yeah. to, I mean, we went two years.
0: That's our favorite story to tell. I, I, I can tell you I wouldn't be fixing phone screens for two years without getting paid, but we... Well, and I think that has a lot to do with passion. We were so right. passionate about creating content online and what we were doing and telling our story that that's that's kind of that was the important part to us, right? Because yeah, we went two years making content um, on fathering autism on on YouTube um, and never saw a paycheck. Like it was never it was never a thing. Um, you have to hit a certain threshold of views. You know, it's a it's a whole before they even pay out. And our first payout was like, I was, it was so cool. Like we got our first check. It was like 150 bucks. And we're like, this is awesome. Like, look at that, you know, it was only $150. I don't think we got another paycheck for a few months, but, um, you know, and then it was, there was a few years before it became an actual viable thing. But, Uh, but yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was, it's cool to see that. It was like, Hey, we're, we're like doing something. We're growing something, building something here. And now we have this community.
1: So when we say we grew it from the ground up, we truly meant that we grew this. So we're super proud
0: Yeah, and it's okay to be proud. It is okay. It's okay to be proud. It's okay to be, um, to look at what you've done and, you know, feel good about it. I mean, for sure. Um, and, but you know, with humility and be appreciative and like, you know,
1: So, speaking of being appreciative, thank you so much for listening to us today. Thanks for hanging out. Or watching or whatever you're doing.
0: (laughs) Whatever thing that you're doing. Are you a listener or a watcher? Let us know. Well, I guess if you're commenting on a video. Okay, we already know. Never mind. It's a stupid question. See you guys next time. Bye. Is this the last time we're going to hear this song? Maybe. Soak it up, because you may never hear it again.
1: (laughs) Woo! I felt like I needed to go part the will